Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. You know success when you see it, or you think you do, the people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Live from our nation's capital. This budget thing is going to do nothing. Space Force, I still think it's interesting. President Trump not playing his cards yet. Headlines, policy, and politics colliding. Bloomberg, sound on. The insiders, the influencers, the insights. I would rather see a congressional solution. It's part of my DNA. The Senate map in 2020 looks a lot different than it looked in 2018. You really have a divide within Team Trump. The president has to do exactly what people sent him here to do, which is to get it done. This is Bloomberg, sound on. With Kevin Cirilli on Bloomberg 99.1 and 105.7 FM HD2. Bill Gates talks Elizabeth Warren. Will Medicare for all wealth tax? Will that play in a mainstream main election? We're going to dive into the specifics on that. Bill Gates, you don't want to hear, you don't want to miss this because he was asked directly about the wealth tax, and uh, it got interesting. It got interesting. Uh, meanwhile, the latest on the 2020. Uh, of race and impeachment as these public hearings now are set to begin in just under one week. I'll also give you the latest on the U.S.-China trade front. It looks like, folks, they're not going to ink that phase one trade deal until December. But the Chinese are saying tariffs could be, could be off the table. Mixed messaging coming. Uh, but the Wall, but Wall Street, the street, reacting positively on the latest headlines regarding the tea leaves of U.S.-China trade policy. Uh, here with me in studio, Kristen Hahn, Democratic strategist, senior advisor at Rock Solutions and former Blue Dog Coalition communications director. Scott Tranter is also back. He's the CEO of Optimist and former data science director for Marco Rubio for president. Optimist designs and delivers data-driven strategies for leading presidential and gubernatorial campaigns, as well as Fortune 500 companies and other nonprofits around the globe. So lots to get through. But I want to begin tonight uh, with 2020 because Bill Gates was speaking at a New York Times event. He was interviewed, Bill Gates, the American business magnate, the, the guy, the rich guy, uh, principal founder of Microsoft Corporation, Bill Gates. He was speaking at the New York Times, and he was asked about Elizabeth Warren. And I want to play for you what his response was. Bill Gates on Elizabeth Warren and the New York Times. You know, I'm not sure how open-minded she is, uh, uh, or that she'd even be willing to sit down with somebody you know, who has uh, large amounts of money. That was Bill Gates speaking earlier today about Elizabeth Warren at the New York Times. Uh, had the crowd, had the room laughing. My two guests with me here in studio, 
Kristen Hahn from Texas and Scott Tranter from Laguna Beach. And Kristen's the Democratic strategist and Scott's the Republican. So the, go figure. <laughs> I found them. They exist. They, um, Kristen Hahn, you were also the previous communications director for the Blue Dog Coalition, a group yep. of moderate centrist Democrats in the House. When you hear Bill Gates talk like that to the New York Times, mm-hmm. your reaction? I mean, I think it's obviously a joke, but there's some truth to it, right? I mean, she's... She's very prescriptive. I'm not exactly sure, particularly at this point in her campaign, whether she would sit down with somebody, um, you know, that has large amounts of money. Um, I think she has, I mean, one thing you can't say about her is that she's not up front with with most of her policies and and where she's going, whether you agree with her or not. The large exception being taking a long time to describe how she's going to pay for Medicare for all, which kind of came back to bite her. You know what? Um, But it's not surprising. I don't think she would. Um, I think that a lot of people... Uh, Wall Street, a lot of a lot of business people are very concerned about her policies going forward, and I'm not sure how open-minded she is, actually. All right, so Bill Gates is worth an estimated $106 billion, making him the second wealthiest man in the world behind Jeff Bezos, the Amazon guy. Uh, he was asked. He, he was asked also about the the tax on the wealthy, and he had the, he said, "I'm going to read this part." He says, "Quote: I paid over ten billion dollars in taxes. I paid more than anyone in taxes, but I'm glad to. If I had paid twenty billion dollars, it's fine. But when you say I should pay a hundred billion, then I'm starting to do a little math about what I have left over. Over. I'm just kidding. I mean." Scott, he's joking about it, but it, it really does beg the question, as 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 Kristen has alluded to, Elizabeth Warren now, a top-tier Democratic presidential candidate, uh, going to be having to, to take this and sell it in a general. This is, is Does she have a Bill Gates problem? Yeah. I mean, look, it's funny. Bill Gates and, I believe, Jeff Bezos have agreed to give over half of their wealth away to charity. Things like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, um, all those things. So in a way, they're 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 providing you know the services that theoretically Elizabeth Warren will promise through the government through her taxes, and they're doing it on their own terms. Um, it, more importantly, I mean, Vice President Biden said this you know over the weekend where he said, "Look, Elizabeth Warren seems rigid in her and how she wants to do things, my way or the highway." And I think Bill Gates put that in a much nicer tone today at the New York Times, and that's pretty much what's in the back of everyone's head if you're in Middle America, modern America, who's open to voting for a Democrat, um, but just wondering, do you want someone like that? I mean, and Kristen Biden also ratcheting up his attacks uh, called her a quote unquote elitist. Yeah, I mean, it- so he's losing. I mean, this, I mean, let me let me just I mean, when you've got Elizabeth Warren who got today to respond to Bill Gates, a billionaire, Bill Gates and Twitter. And she tweeted out, I'm always happy to meet with people, even if we have different views. Bill Gates, if we get the chance, I'd love to explain exactly how you'd pay under my wealth tax. I promise you it's not a hundred billion dollars. And Joe Biden's now got to yeah. go out and call her an elitist. So I'm not sure that was the right call, but I mean, it- on who? On Biden. Yeah. But, like, you know, I'm not sure that that was the right public, you know, public comment right. to make. Um, however, you know, th- this wealth tax, I mean, you look at something like, and I I'm, use Medicare for all because it's, it's such a large ticket item and something that she has made the cornerstone of her campaign, had a very tough time coming out talking about how she paid for it. You cannot pay for it with just a wealth tax. So this idea um, that I think a lot of people on, on the far left on my side are bought into, that as long as you just tax the, the uber wealthy, that, that everything's going to be okay, and that's actually not the case. Well, I was going to say, it's an interesting point. Every time there's a wealth tax um, put out there, like I, I vaguely remember something out in New Jersey where they had a wealth tax on people, and all of a sudden you saw a lot of millionaires from New Jersey move. 
And so you start putting taxes on these people, you'll get a little bit of revenue for a few years, and all of a sudden Bill Gates is going to be a resident of Canada. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to be like... Scott Schrader floating the Bill Gates is moving to Canada, everybody. <laughs> or Singapore, like Where's... the former founder of Facebook. He literally declared his, his citizenship in Singapore, so he didn't have to pay U.S. We taxes. We live in the greatest country on earth, and yeah. everyone, it's a privilege, seriously, and it's it a is. privilege to live here. And yeah. they went, the, I always want to ask this question to people who move. Would you have been able to create that company in, without the American... Right. System. And we're talking about you know the the wealthiest of the wealthy. I don't want to get the wealthy, right? I'm going. talking about like you know when we're talking about um, you know taxes. There is a an extreme. I mean, there are extremes, right? I mean, the wealthier getting wealthier, and and I don't know the exact you know the exact numbers, but they're they're extreme, right? So you got to talk about. You got to talk about that. I mean, you do have to address it. She's addressing it. Um, but that's you know, why I think she's the winning the debate. Trump is on. Yeah. yeah, that's what I want to ask you, Kristen, because I know you know everyone on all the different campaigns. But Elizabeth Warren would much rather have a news cycle where she's engaging with billionaires and talking about taxing the wealthy mm -hmm. than getting hit on Pocahontas or hit from Joe Biden calling her elitist. And she, I've covered her for years. I mean, mm -hmm. she is so in her comfort zone when it's debating policy. Because she's the policy candidate, you know, and, and yep. in the Democratic primary, she just got a whole news cycle. She just got a whole news cycle, and it was smart. That. So and it was smart, and and I think and that her polls you know, went up because of it. And yeah. her polls went up because of it. Um, I think you've got to be careful with that in the general, and then just like taking the politics out of it. I do think that you have to have a fair tax system. I think that the Republican tax bill that passed was not the right thing to do. So, um, you know, and I don't think it did anything to address income inequality. Uh, you know, but but she's at least talking about it. Um, you know, what well, one thing to bring up is, look, I think Bill Gates would love to sit down with Elizabeth Warren if she were going to ask him how he could help other Americans who do want to see the wealth that he has get there. And I think that's where the Trump campaign is going to do pretty well against Elizabeth Warren is, however, whether or not you believe it is your call. But she, he's going to go out there and say, I'm going to help you get rich like me, not I'm going to take this guy's money and give it to you. I know I'm going to get I, I don't want to. One of the questions I have, listen, I don't have one hundred billion dollars. But one of the questions that I have is, I think that there are a lot of wealthy people who do a ton of good in their philanthropic works. And sure. I, I, I think that a, a legitimate question, Kristen, is it not, is why shouldn't they be able to, to, be, to give back through philanthropy and maybe they, have a bit more as opposed to just – They should, know. but I think we're – and I, they should, right? So I'm answering right. the question, but I think it's not – to get at the core of the issue, that's not it. You don't talk about just Bill Gates to get at the core of this issue. You have to talk about giving people the tools, and that's a responsibility to some degree of the federal government, giving the people the tools to help them help themselves, right? The educational tools, the Pell yeah. Grants, those types of things. That's, the, that's, that's at the core of what we need to talk about. We're talking about income inequality. I'm not talking about redistribution of wealth. Yeah, but her like tax plan is funny Medicare for all, not free college for everyone. Although she wants to give free college to everyone, so she's going to take everyone's money, pay for Medicare. Oh, I'm not defending yeah. hers. I'm, yeah, saying, yeah. I'm just saying the issue that we I, should be talking about. But you know, Helping others, right? Helping others. Yeah, yeah. I just mm -hmm. to put, a, just to put a, a, an end point on this, as, we, as coming up we'll talk U.S.-China trade policy. She won the news cycle. There, yep. you, objectively, if you are Buttigieg, if you are Sanders, if you are uh, Biden, uh, Bernie Sanders battling billionaires. That's and you're in the progressive activist base. Bernie Sanders battling billionaires. I mean, it's it's fascinating to watch that. I and wonder if she won the news cycle in Iowa. 
I will tell you, in my Democratic circles, I have heard so much more about Buttigieg, Mayor Pete. Really? The last week. Tell us about that coming up. Panel stays. Kristen Hahn, Scott Trancer. Download the Bloomberg Sound on podcast on Apple iTunes at Bloomberg.com or by downloading the Bloomberg Business app. You can also find us on Radio.com, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. I'm Kevin Cirilli, Chief Washington Correspondent for Bloomberg Television and Bloomberg Radio. It's Friday Eve, folks. You're listening to Bloomberg 99.1. This is Bloomberg Sound On with Kevin Cirilli on Bloomberg 99.1 and 105.7 FM HD2. Veterans Day is coming up on Monday, and there are all around the country folks are going to be honoring our nation's finest. Uh, but here in Washington, D.C., there are so many different uh, activities and commemorations going on this weekend. Uh, and, of course, the Vietnam Veterans Memorial uh, will be a host to some of them all throughout the weekend. Uh, each Veterans Day, according to Washington.org, a color guard, noted speakers, and wreath-laying observa- observances will begin at 1 p.m. Uh, Arlington National Cemetery is, has events planned, so a, a ton of ways to to honor our veterans this weekend uh, in a in in, in a, a beautiful city to do so. Uh, here with me in studio to navigate today's policy and po- political news, Kristen Hahn, Democratic strategist, and Scott Tranter, Republican strategist. He's a data guy for the Republicans. Uh, trade policy. Did you see this? Did you see this? Now we're hearing reports from Bloomberg, Reuters, The Journal, FT, that this U.S.-China phase one, phase one of what they're saying is three phases, uh, is not going to be signed until December, but the Chinese are suggesting that the tariffs might be off the table, but but the White House has been mum, Scott. Uh, U.S.-China trade policy might not get inked until December. Yeah, that leaves plenty of opportunity for more twists and turns in this story. I mean, phase one, I thought we were in phase nine already. It's just hard <laughs> to keep track of. <laughs> Um, and even if you sign something, we, we've seen both the Chinese walk away from the deal and President Trump walk away from a deal um, that was theoretically done. And so I, I just don't think this is this is over. I think the more interesting. Yeah, I mean, I just oh, I don't believe I'm getting whiplash here. You know, I mean, you, if, are we in phase deja one? Vu. Are we like deja vu? Are we phase nine. I mean, he comes out and says there's a deal, and then the staff. Yeah. Up the t- I, you tell our, me. Our <laughs> toy's going to be cheap for Christmas is pretty much all America yeah. wants to know. They well, just want to know. When I go to Amazon Prime and I order my toy, is it going to be delivered? Yep. You know, and go ahead. That was, that, was, that was actually part of the equation. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 They push back some of the, the consumer electronics tariffs yep. and things like that. Yep. Well, I mean, and that, and that precisely is exactly what uh, many folks are, are worried about, are the implementation of those tariffs. And the president now has reportedly ruled out signing phase one of the U.S.-China trade deal in Iowa, in Alaska, or anywhere in the continental United States. Now we're hearing that it might happen in uh, Europe, Europe, to sign that that phase one of the trade deal. Uh, Scott, in the break, you were telling me about the other big trade deal, let's not forget about USMCA. Yeah. I, look, NAFTA needs to be passed in the House. Um, Nancy Pelosi has to be pretty quiet about that because not all of her caucus wants to vote on that. 
Um, well, it's easy to be quiet voted, about. She voted for NAFTA too. So. She voted it's for NAFTA. It's easy to be quiet about something when the entire conversation is going to be about impeachment and a government. Exactly, shutdown. but if, if as long as my congressional knowledge is still correct, it's been a while since I worked there. It has to be voted on before the end of the year if it's going to get ratified. Now, I could be wrong. They can on that. do it next year. They I mean, can. I can. Yeah, they I hear can. what you're saying, but yeah. there's a yeah. nuance in it. Make go ahead, Chris. Yeah. Well, and I also think, I mean, if there's one thing that that. Pelosi and her staff um, are are well known for it's if there's real if there are real negotiations going on either across the aisle whether that's House Senate McConnell or yeah. the White House they don't they don't go out there in public and talk a lot about it. they try to preserve the integrity of the, of the conversations um, now I'm hearing more and more that the president's just not going to be able to separate. Um, you know, bifurcate the impeachment proceedings from any any issues, so. which means a whole lot more to those middle states. The president needs to win. I mean, Iowa really cares about um, you know the pork, the soybeans, um, uh, the trucking across um, <coughs> Texas. Pretty much NAFTA. Uh, look, Mexico is a much bigger trading partner to us uh, on our day to day than China is, and China is really big. And so that's that's the one that I that I think really really needs to be figured out um, before China does. And 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 China is probably going to be an issue all the way up until election day. It yep. was interesting to see uh, just precisely uh, how Richard Neal, the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, he met with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau uh, early, uh, just within the last couple of – yesterday, I believe. Yeah, yesterday. And it's a sign I, – I, I'm reading this as a sign to have a Democrat go up and meet with the Canadian Prime Minister that – this is very close to being finalized, Kristen. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I, I would agree with that. And uh, Chairman Neal is also known as a very practical legislator who's willing to work with kind of all different sides. So I think if he's involved, that that probably means that that there are productive conversations going on. Yeah, I concur with that. It's, it's especially like like we said earlier, good staff work. You got to see this get done. It'll be interesting to see when they get it in a, for a vote schedule, and you know how the president and the White House respond to. You know, having a vote on a day there's public hearings on an impeachment, you know, uh, hearing in in the House, um, and what that might do to people who may or may not be on the fence and voting for it. Yeah. Do you think, Kristen, if uh, if if USMCA all does ultimately get ratified, do you think that will be a, a an issue for Democrats in 2020? I don't think so because I don't think this issue falls down on party lines. Really, um, I think that it will potentially keep bad things from happening. So in that way, it could be an issue for us um, with, you know, Republicans or, or with us not having a leg up. Um, and, and actually, among uh, Democratic primary voters, USMCA and trade in general has been polling higher than it has been historically. And that might just be the polarization of it all. Yeah. Um, but certainly Democratic primary voters in Iowa, New Hampshire and South Carolina and our polling shows that, you know, they're right around high 40s, low 50s in support for yeah, particularly, free trade. Particularly in, Fair trade. Particularly in, trade. Uh, in some of those more difficult Democrats. Uh, so Democrats are saying they yeah. want USMCA is what you're saying? They're much closer to supporting it than they were 20 years ago. When Interesting. It was, yeah. And, and it, it's nuanced <laughs> to them. Fair trade. Is, is is really what gets them on, and you know we can nuance what fair trade is, but they're much more open to I'm it. I'm curious mm-hmm. to see how China polls, and, and, and in particular how, how President Xi Jinping polls, uh, and, and, and whether or not independent voters in Rust Belt states and in key swing states feel that Joe Biden or Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders or Buttigieg would be more aggressive against President Xi than Trump. Well, I think it, we haven't seen any polling on it, but I think you will because, you know, the NBA stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, I was obsessed The free with that. Hong Kong stuff. I mean, look, that's what Wild. people. 
wild story. So I can't even hear. I can't even let you get the words out. That story yeah. is wild. And that's the kind of stuff that people listen to when they're not listening to this show. This is what they're spending more of their time listening Scott, to. Scott, yeah. pitch for you live on air. <laughs> yeah. Sound on. Do you yeah. do, do you do focus groups or just the polling? Uh, a little bit of both. Take me to the focus group. <laughs> I, you know, I, I've yeah. been yeah. on them. Yeah. I want to see. I want to go behind the scenes yeah. of where independent voters are on President Xi Jinping. Download the Bloomberg Sound on podcast on Apple iTunes at Bloomberg.com or by downloading the Bloomberg Business app. You can also find us on Radio.com, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. I'm Kevin Cirilli. It's Veterans Weekend this weekend. What are you doing to give back? You're listening to Bloomberg 99.1. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. You need a company with extensive experience in specialized insurance. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and helping provide coverage that suits your needs. The Hartford offers insurance solutions that help mid to large sized businesses like yours effectively manage risk from liability and property insurance to workers comp and more. With extensive experience in underwriting, risk engineering services, and claims, The Hartford goes beyond the expected to deliver innovative, customizable solutions and service that your industry, that your business, demands. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. You're listening to Bloomberg Sound On with Kevin Cirilli on Bloomberg 99.1 and 105.7 FM HD2. I'm Kevin Cirilli, Chief Washington Correspondent for Bloomberg Television and Bloomberg Radio. My guest with me here in studio, Kristen Hahn, Democratic strategist, Scott Trancer, Republican strategist. And did you see Don Jr. on The View today? I saw the clips. Wow. It was, it was like Thanksgiving at the Cirilli household in Delco. I mean, seriously, I got to be honest. If you come from a from a, 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 an immediate core family where you only are in one political party, that conversation around the view table is like a foreign concept to you. But if you come from where I come from, where everyone has a different, you can't get a word in edgewise, you're like, oh, wow, okay, so this is what Thanksgiving is going to be like this year. Okay, cool. All they needed was turkey. Right, Kristen. It's like the it's like that Saturday Night Live skit from a couple years ago with the Adele's song, oh and the little gosh. girl just goes it's like Ella <laughs> from the other side, and she had to like play the song, and everybody stopped talking and stopped arguing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. good Lord, it is gonna. The Bipartisan Policy Center they're hosting an event in a couple of weeks, uh, uh, just specifically about what to talk about uh, on Thanksgiving and 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 how to navigate this. I mean, where I grew up, everybody had an opinion of of politics, and it, it crossed party lines. Uh, I want to play for you though about. What Don told me earlier this week on this program about Rudy Giuliani, because we got to get into the latest impeachment saga of what happened today. And I asked him point blank, Chris, and I said, is Rudy really the best messenger for your dad? Take a listen to what he told me. I think the relationship is great. You know, I think the reality is Rudy's a, Rudy's a fighter, so he gets up there and fights. I don't know enough about the details about what's you know actually going on there because I'm not in the administration. I frankly don't get involved. I've seen what happens, uh, you know, w with that as you know being a uh, big part of the book is you know being the number two target uh, after my father of the original uh, impeachment inquiry, also known as the Russia hoax, the Mueller in Inquisition. Uh, you know, so so I've been there, done that, seen it. Uh, you know, I appreciate having people that fight. I don't know the actual involvement. I don't know that it matters that. Much. I think the reality is my father released the actual transcripts, Kevin. Uh, you know, people seem to neglect that. Uh, you know, I read about every day, you know, democracy dies in darkness. 
So, I mean, <clears throat> I guess the relationship between President Trump and Rudy Giuliani is doing well. Uh, the latest impeachment update, House committees uh, investigating President Trump were getting closed-door testimony Thursday from Jennifer Williams, a special advisor for Europe in Vice President Mike Pence's office. And former National Security Advisor John Bolton has also been invited to testify, but his counsel told House committees that he will not appear without a court ruling. More transcripts released. State Department official George Kent testimony was released earlier today. Uh, Kent, Kent describing a quote-unquote awkward incident in which a U.S. diplomat chided Ukrainian officials over a politically motivated investigation only to be reminded about the probes the Americans were pressuring them to undertake. Uh, I don't know. I mean, then he went on to say that, that Trump wanted Biden, and that was in a statement. The words, investigations Biden and Clinton were to be required elements of a public announcement the new Ukraine president, Vladimir Zelensky, was being asked by the U.S. to make. That's what Kent told the impeachment investigators. Any big uh, big bombshells here, Scott? Not enough to move the polls, I don't think. I, I, look, it's funny. You covered it earlier this week. You know, Morning Consult saw a four-point drop in support for impeachment. Thank you for listening, Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four-point drop. 538 has a pretty good aggregate of all the polls out there, and, and polling this is difficult. As I tell the class I teach, wording is very important. Most Where do you teach? I teach uh, polling at American University. Wow. As a grad, too, so I'm going to get a little of my tuition back. Can I come back. audit your class? You can. You can. <laughs> a teacher, a student, a pollster. Yeah, actually, on the midterm, they had to write their own impeachment question because as they learn in class, how you phrase the question can in, can affect the results. Professor Tranter. Yeah. And so my point being is is <laughs> we will see uh, you know all these revelations, all these new cycles. We saw some of the polling dip down below 50 for support for impeachment. Again, it's all important because there's a significant amount of people who think impeachment means removal from office, which it does not. And so Watch understand House Rock exactly exactly yeah, close to, I will say one thing though I mean because I I have been watching all the national polls as well and the aggregates of all of those what is interesting though what I've seen and um, among independents as we're going in district by district and in a lot of our um, in a lot of our more with our more moderate Democrats here in the house um, we are no longer underwater on impeachment and it would be surprising um, on the in, with center right voters and independents. So that's been actually really surprising to me because I would assume that we would have. Yeah, been. that's a good point. Do me a favor, talk in the mic too, because I know I'm, I'm we're we're in this. It's tough, but I want to make sure people can hear all of the wisdom from our good friend Kristen Hahn, what, what, Austin's finest. I was gonna say, and, and Austin native, <laughs> native. Yeah, Austin Blue Dog, which would be a Republican from my hometown of Laguna <laughs> Beach. Yeah, um, go ahead, go ahead. but the question I have is: it, we certainly see it. You know, Democrats and independents have ticked up in their support for impeachment. Republicans have pretty much stayed firm. Do you think the independents in those districts that you're seeing are they going to hold, or is it going to taper off as this basically trails on for the next three months? I mean, I, I think that we get closer and closer to the election. It just depends on how it all unfolds. But just you know. If you're asking the 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 question about impeachment, um, it there was a noticeable change after, and it wasn't a transcript that the the White House released. It was a summary, um, but it, there was a noticeable change. After I that. was struck. Speaking of noticeable change, Senator Lindsey Graham, Republican from South Carolina, who yesterday we reported was saying that he doesn't think the Biden should be dragged in to the impeachment. Proceedings, the public impeachment proceedings that are going to schedule to take place on Wednesday, buckle up. Uh, 
And then today he had this to say. Take a listen to Lindsey Graham. We'll make that decision, not the president. Wow. So, I mean, now it's appearing he's leaving the door open about whether or not this is going to involve involve the Bidens. But I just don't see how, I mean, you and I, all three of us in this room, as true as we're sitting here, know how public hearings work. And the way public hearings work is the Republicans get their stab, their, their, their take on the, on the witnesses, and the Democrats get theirs. And this is literally going to be months of public hearings of attack ads for Republicans to uh, against Joe Biden. Yeah, pretty much. And, and again, the, we as a public have gotten really used to public hearings over the last three years. And we've seen how they do it when they let other people ask the questions, when they let the members ask the questions. I, I think everyone's gotten pretty good at it. And everyone's realized that, you know, the impeachment hearings in the House are a spectacle. The trial that potentially will happen in the Senate will be a spectacle. And it's probably going to overrun some of these primaries. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And it'll be plenty of good TV. If you're Joe Biden, Kristen, are you nervous about these public hearings? I don't I don't think so. Um, I wouldn't be. Really? Because you, the Republicans are just going to go after him one by one. Jim Jordan, Mark Meadows, Freedom Caucus, everyone. Yeah, but the, I mean, look, you, you've got these people who are going to watch these crazy Jim Jordan, I'm sorry, but go after him. You know, there's the sympathy card there. I don't know. I think it's not as wow, easy wow. as— Wow, you think Jim Jordan gives Biden the sympathy card? Uh, Hold that. I, I don't know. I'm just saying— <laughs> like, Democratic you, you donors. To yeah. Democratic yeah, donors, yeah. I mean, you see them, you see yeah. them going after him like that, and I, I just think it's not, it's not as simple. As All right, Giuliani yeah. lawyered up. He said on Twitter today that he would be represented by three lawyers, including his longtime friend Robert J. Costello. The higher show how seriously Mr. Giuliani is treating the inquiry by federal prosecutors in Manhattan, who are investigating whether he violated lobbying laws in his efforts to dig up damaging information about Joe Biden. That according to the New York Times. Coming up, what's on the panel's radar? I know it's on my radar. And let's just say that it involves Canada and Drake. <laughs> That's a tease. How's that for a tease? Panel stays Kristen Hahn, Austin's Kristen Hahn, Democratic strategist, senior advisor at Rock Solutions, former Blue Dog Coalition comms director, and Scott Tranner of Laguna Beach, CEO of Optimus, and former data science director for Marco Rubio uh, for president. Uh, we just got a headline. Uh, the AP is reporting it. Bloomberg Terminal reporting it. Michael Bloomberg, the billionaire former mayor of New York City, is opening the door to a 2020 presidential campaign. His advisor has released a statement saying as much, a public statement. Bloomberg, of course, is the founder and majority owner of Bloomberg LP, the parent company of Bloomberg News. Download the Bloomberg Sound On podcast on Apple iTunes at Bloomberg.com or by downloading the Bloomberg Business app. You can also find us on Radio.com, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. I'm Kevin Cirilli, Chief Washington Correspondent for Bloomberg Television and Bloomberg Radio. You're listening to Bloomberg 99.1. This is Bloomberg Sound On with Kevin Cirilli on Bloomberg 99.1 and 105.7 FM HD2. I'm Kevin Cirilli, Chief Washington Correspondent for Bloomberg Television and Bloomberg Radio. My two guests with me here in studio, Kristen Hahn from Austin, Texas, Democratic strategist. Kristen, where's the best place to get barbecue in Austin? Oh my gosh! So I'm not gonna say what everybody else says. What does um, everybody else say? Some of us. Everybody else says like blacks Franklin's. or Franklin's. You know, wait in line forever. Right inside the city, House Park Barbecue or Burt's, and okay. right outside is the Salt Lake. All right, cool. 
Scott Tranter, <coughs> excuse me, Scott Tranter, a Laguna Beach native. Scott, <laughs> did you go to high school with any of the Laguna Beach kids and I, Republican strategists? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not, although they were during my time, and wow. you know what? What happened? Just couldn't make the MTV I, I just, yeah, I just, I wasn't pretty <laughs> enough, and I didn't have enough drama. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Scott, you always bring the drama. Face this for show, radio, they tell this, me. Oh, wow, same. That's what my bosses tell me. Yeah. Hey, uh, we always bring the drama here on Bloomberg Radio, Sal Dawn. Yeah. With <laughs> Christine Murata, our executive producer, is cringing right now. Um, okay, it's time now for my favorite segment of the show. What's on your radar? Scott Tranter, Laguna Beach, what's on your radar? Well, we just had a surprise upset in Kentucky where the Democrat yes. knocked off the incumbent governor, Matt Bevin. Um, Bashir. Yeah, Bashir. And that was, you know, the polling was close, but, you know, Kentucky flipping. Um, its governorship a year before uh, a huge Senate election because Senator Mitch McConnell is up in a year. I think everyone, you know, we saw the postmortems um, saying, you know, Mitch McConnell should be worried. And I, I can tell you it's not the case, but it's certainly going to raise a whole lot of money. Why isn't it the case? The reason why it's not the case is every single Republican down ballot won. Okay. So, but <laughs> hey, yeah. let's let it be the case. Oh, let, it's like shaking around. Yeah, but yeah. let's let's let Mitch McConnell yeah. raise a hundred million dollars and then funnel that to places like Arizona. Oh, you're and saying Texas it had others. the reverse effect that McConnell. Yeah. Leave it to, again, I, I agree with you a thousand yeah. percent. I was just talking to a McConnell advisor earlier today, and I I just don't see how. Yeah, I, I don't. But I look I forward. You know, make it a thing. Raise a lot you know, of money. Like let him funnel their, Yeah, how exactly. that work out for Beto O'Rourke? <laughs> uh, yeah. Other states, though. I'm looking at Arizona. What's yeah. go ahead? What about Arizona? We can do that for a minute. Well, I mean, I think that you know <laughs> well, we've got. <laughs> sorry, thank you. To be honest, good fundraising candidate on the Democratic yeah, side. Yeah, you know, and we have Mark Kelly. He's he's astronaut. you know I, I was saying being an astronaut is like the third most impressive. You know, thing I want to be an astronaut honestly. so bad, and I always say this: I want to go to outer space and do a live shot from space so bad. I want to take I, this radio. You know what, Kevin? Space. You can see if it. there's anybody <laughs> who can do <laughs> that. It's Thank you. you. Yes, Kristen, you can come on the show. I believe in you. you like. Thank you for believing in me. What's on your radar? <laughs> um, so I'm going to go back to, to Veterans Day. Yes, um, yes, yes. You know, there are so many great groups that are doing things out there, and I know that we all need to figure out ways we can get back. But I could not know, agree more. Veterans there Day is, on Monday um, weekend. You think about the the you know tw- almost 20 years in Iraq and Afghanistan. So you've got this really great organization out there, Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America, IAVA.org. They're doing so many things to call attention to um, the alarming increase. Uh, I think it was 160 percent the Veterans Affairs said in, in veteran suicide rates going. Um, so this is a really if you're wow. looking for an organization to go to to give to that you know that your money is going to be put to really good use to help veterans to further good causes, um, you know, they're it. So I'm going to give a shout out to Dog Tag Bakery. You yeah. know, that's one of my favorite places in all of Washington, D.C. Uh, Dog Tag Bakery in Georgetown. It's a financial literacy learning program. They've actually partnered with Georgetown and they hire uh, veterans as well as their families. And it's all about empowering small business owners. And they sell products in Dog Tag, coffee, sandwiches and the like. But they also sell things like hot sauce. Let me tell you something. I got Dog Tag Bakery hot sauce, and it's made by veterans. Best yeah. hot sauce of my life. For really? Real. Yeah. So go to Dog Tag, help the vets, and uh, that's a great one. You know what's on my radar? Because this is the worst pivot that we – we've actually really done very different topics today. Mm-hmm. You know, want to know what's on – I teased it a little. Drake. You know Drake? I'm going to read from Bloomberg News Canada for a second. And here's the headline. An influential American Democrat – oh, wait. Nope. Wrong headline. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wrong one. Here we go from Bloomberg News Canada. Drake, Drake is teaming up with Canopy Growth Corporation for a new venture to sell recreational cannabis and accessories in Canada and abroad, a move that could quickly establish the hip-hop superstar as a major player in the legal pot industry. The joint venture, dubbed More Life Growth, will see Canopy expand its celebrity partnerships portfolio to include the musician famous for hits such as god's plan hotline bling and best i ever had I, I i say this as a question how old do you think drake is Kristen? i don't know but wasn't he like on disney or the mickey mouse no, club or on, something uh, like that no he was on uh he was, he was on he was on disney not channel. melrose place it was the other one drake uh, was on the disney channel i'm so drake, not cool drake drake was on the disney no. channel i no, promise he's 33 you. years old which oh, is a okay. lot it seems lot young to me younger than i thought <laughs> yeah. that he was going to be he was on Degrassi. That oh, was it. okay. That was it. There but I go. think it's interesting that now he becomes the most high-profile celebrity to really get involved in uh, the the legalization issue and the economic issue, which has really uh, blossomed. I mean, he is the most high-profile person to do so. He's got an estimated net worth of $150 million, over 60 million followers on Instagram, 38 mil on Twitter. He's ventured into the uh, champagne and whiskey markets, but this is a really big deal in, in the sense that he's the first celebrity, the, the biggest celebrity to really lend his investment in. And let's just say the private sector has outpaced regulations on this particular issue. My thanks to Kristen Hahn. My thanks to Scott Tranter. Download the Bloomberg Sound On podcast on Apple iTunes at Bloomberg.com or by downloading the Bloomberg Business app. You can also find us on Radio.com, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. What are you doing for Veterans Weekend this weekend? How are you giving back? Let me know. I'm Kevin Cirilli, Chief Washington Correspondent for Bloomberg TV and Bloomberg Radio. You're listening to Bloomberg 99.1. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.